Fakes, positive all G's Infrared in that beat Who make a martyr out me? I take the charters out deep Don't make tomorrow our peak If I say she borrow my keys If I say she borrow my keys She look like Emily Radikowski Sonny Bono on skis Promo runs and not cheap Mommy hair when she Molly got her tongue in her cheek She don't know my name, A-Keys Bitch, I run AC Chain froze AC Make green like AC Boca Chica Key Costa Rican leaf Post a vegan recipe And then she back to sex and me Haters playing both sides I don't need no cosign Call like MJ45 My streaming data for night Hundreds hands on my fourth flight My land black, my Porsche white Yo bitch let me know I can fuck when she left on her Porsche light Bentley truck, no keys Rat no ID Bezlet shiny Tim Duncan 5 Got the Lambo Got the Tesla In the Florida Mommy twerking on me Australian Coral Reefs Mommy twerking on me Sydney Opera House lease That Fanny drop is out here and we up in the zone Got the keys to the crib And ain't nobody home So relax your mind Let your conscience be free You're now rolling with the boy H-U-S-T Alright, SCDJPC, March Madness Super special Talking New York, Orlando is here Big Stinny, Alpha I may be joining later But uh, tournament opening weekend uh, Thoughts and feelings You want to start? Yeah, well, my bracket looks like shit. So we're in a four-man bracket together for a nominal sum. I uh, I have to admit, man, I mean, um, some things I had a handle on, but other things I really, I really didn't have a handle on. Like some of the Big 12, I didn't, I didn't have any, anything on, you know? Uh, yeah. Big 10, I felt pretty decent about. Uh, Big East ACC and the mid majors. And then obviously this is Gonzaga. This has been coronavirus has marked, I think like the inevitable championships, like the bucks, the Lakers, the, uh, the Rams, this is like the, you have to get it done championship. And I think, would you agree that this is that year for Gonzaga? Yes. If they can't pull this one off, I mean, not that Mark few is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. But this is probably their best chance. Well, and there's no way Holmgren goes back. No. Yeah, that's too much. Dude, to, to be fair, <laughs> Mark Few looks like he's on trial for a murder he didn't commit. Like, at all times. <laughs> like, this guy is under so much fucking pressure, dude. I, uh, I find it, like, kind of hilarious. Because... They probably should have won a couple of years ago, right? They had a couple teams now. Yeah. What was the team where they kind of – dude, to be honest, I think that Memphis game might be the toughest game they play all tournament because Memphis finally showed us. But even then it wasn't – so did we get any uh, clarity on what was happening with um, with Imani Bates? I, I don't remember hearing anything. He just showed up. Right. So what did you last year? He left the team. Um, man, like I 90 days ago, a while ago, there was something that happened where they were like, he's, he's not traveling with the team or whatever. Right. First Penny takes him out of the starting lineup and then he's not with the team. And then they go, he's going to dress for, uh, this game. And, but he doesn't start. And for people who don't know, Imani Bates was, what, the number two recruit behind Holmgren in the country? I think so. Yeah. He goes to play for Memphis for Penny Hardaway. He spurns. He was committed to Michigan State verbally, and he walked that back. And he goes to Memphis, and those of us from Michigan assumed that uh, that he was going to – be the star of this team, but he ends up only playing 12 minutes in the, uh, in this game. So the, this game reminded me of, remember a few years ago when Kentucky really should have won and they played Wisconsin in the second round. I think it was an eight, nine. It was the year when Kentucky had like the greatest recruiting class they'd had, but they kind of had an underwhelming regular season. Yes. And that was the toughest game they played until they lost, I think, in the 
championship or whatever. But uh, I think Memphis finally was like, okay, we're here now. You know, the cameras are out. Everybody's watching us. You know, Penny Hardaway is like, this is what I came here to do, you know, as coach. And it was a perfect result because we don't want to see Gonzaga lose that game, right? I mean, for the sake of college basketball, no. Memphis fans want them to lose that game. But, I mean, it would have been it would have been a little discouraging if a mid-major that's been building since fucking John Stockton believed in vaccines just drops out to, you know, a basically a sanctioned AAU team. Yeah. And also, while we're at it, John Calipari, is that the literal definition of just roll the ball out? No plays, no scheme. Go ahead. They just went to town and and tried to get it done. Bro, at some point, go ahead, go ahead. But I feel like he does that every year. I'm looking down the bench. And I'm starting to say to my assistants, look, man, you know what I do. I recruit. I get money. I get players. I get guys to the NBA. I need you to scheme up this offense and scheme up this defense because I'm too busy being John Calipari. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, all the teams that are good have strong, strong assistants. I think that's one of Michigan's biggest strengths is that when Jawan came in, he agreed to keep Beeline's guys there. Right. Not to say that Juwan couldn't have put a staff together, but the way it shook down, it was easier. And now we have Martelli. And, you know, I just, if I'm Kentucky, John Calipari can't get fired, right? Mm. I mean, the question is, who are you bringing in, right? That's, I think, and I think that's what keeps him safe, is there's not really. Patino can't come back. No. Um, I, I can't even think of who else. Has anybody who's going to Kentucky gone on to become a, co- a good coach? I mean, there's nobody. Mm. But the point is, you can't, you can't do this, bro. Like, and also... Before we move on to that, I don't like, I don't give a fuck about how Memphis did in the regular season or what you thought the thing with Imani Bates. They had a top three recruiting class. If I'm Gonzaga, if I'm the number one overall seed, don't put me in a position where I have to play a team with a top three recruiting class in the second round. Right. Right? I mean, come on. Like, dude, I thought Gonzaga was going to choke until that, uh, that kid with the mustache started making fucking the 11 foot bank shots. Timmy. Dude, he had one of those shots where it was like, it was like a Dwayne Wade, Tim Duncan. Like I'm, I'm, I'm using the glass, but I'm like basically at the elbow. Yeah. Like, like, and it's crazy because the, I was the, the first half of that game. He was real quiet. And I don't know if you remember last last year. Um, was it last year? I think it was last year. Uh, he was all over the place. Like him, it was him, Suggs, and who's the other person that they had? Oh, uh, somebody else, right? Uh, uh, the oh, the three point shooter, um, Kisper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Timmy used to get all the grimy baskets. He used to, he. I mean, he's he's dirty in a way without being dirty. So when I was watching that first half, I was like, "Is this guy gonna gonna pick up the pace of play or what?" Like he just looked lost. And then towards the end of the half, I think he made a couple baskets, and I was like, "Okay, well he's gonna start." And then in the second half, they looked like a completely different team. He made a couple huge shots, especially right at the beginning of the half. They got an offensive rebound, and he hit a three to cut it to seven. You know, and I, and I know they got a they got a good squad in Gonzaga, but I feel like if he's not playing well, they don't have a chance. I just feel like he's the motor. 
Memphis had more talent and more athleticism for sure. Yeah. I think that Gonzaga had better scheme continuity. And, uh, I think it looked to me a little bit like they, uh, they put Timmy in charge of the offense in the second half and they told Holmgren to kind of take more responsibility on the defensive end. Cause Holmgren didn't do a lot offensively in the second half. I mean, he was not, he didn't like, I'm not saying he like choked or whatever disappeared, but, uh, he only had nine points in the game, dude. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I can't see how that kid's going to be a top pick in the NBA. He's so frail. I, he's playing the three, you know, I mean, he's for me, he's playing the three or the four. I mean, he's Pukoshevsky. Uh, except a little bit taller. I but, guess maybe he's like Leitner esque. Mm, but even Leitner had some weight to him and had some had some low post moves. I feel like, I mean, we're gonna find out for sure. I mean, he Memphis should have abused him, and I feel like they got away from what they were doing in the first half, and Gonzaga ended up walking away with that win. But Texas I, Texas Tech isn't a joke either. So I have them beating Duke. Uh, Duke is better than I thought. Um, but yeah, I have, that's what's put, what's propelled me ahead in our bracket is I had Michigan winning two games and I had Iowa state winning these games. And I also had Texas tech going this far and I haven't lost my champion yet, but just to show the audience how tuned out I was, I thought I had Baylor losing in the championship to Gonzaga and I actually had Villanova. So I'm, I'm still alive, but only because. I really couldn't call it, dude. I couldn't call that bracket at all. And now Miami is playing for a chance to go to the final four. Yeah. How gross is that? Where I don't think it's gross. From? No, I, dude, Larinaga is, he's a good guy. I think, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good coach. He's not a scumbag. He's not, you know, a snake oil salesman. Like, And while we're talking about snake oil salesman, Bruce Pearl. This fucking guy gets hired. You know, he was a part of that scandal or whatever, right? At Tennessee. Yeah. He got hired while he was basically, he had a show cause, which is, I guess, like the equivalent of a bench warrant if you have a civil case against you or whatever the fuck it was. And also, dude, I hate, dude, the fact that motherfuckers are actually doing federal prison time behind this adidas nike money filtering scheme is so embarrassing and that it's consultants for the sneaker companies and assistant coaches you know mostly are men of color not a single caucasian coach has i mean sean miller is the only one who lost his job isn't he going back to uh Oh, he just got suspended or something? But I just saw something with his name on it. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. Dude, it's like, what was the real cause of NILL or NIL? Was it Ed O'Bannon litigating the suit for 15 years? Or was it the coaches getting their hands so red in the paint jar that they were like, yo, we have to do this because otherwise it's going to be a lot more than Chuck Person doing four months in federal. Dude, these guys are doing federal prison time for bribery. That's crazy. It's super fucked up. Dude, I don't need Chuck Person. Dude, the rifleman? Chuck Person should not be in federal fucking prison, bro. (laughs) Chuck Person of all people. Dude, the guy's the fucking man. He's just fucking hanging out, you know, doing his thing. And like, (coughs) oh, God. But anyway, Bruce Pearl absolutely gets his fucking lunch eaten by Jim Laranega. No scheme, no plays, no fucking guard play, no nothing. And, uh, you know, I think, I think the Hurricanes are going to – I think that – I mean, dude, it's Iowa State. It's 11 seed versus 10 seed, right? I mean, it's got to be a yeah. flip. Yeah. And, there, and, of, and I heard earlier today, Miami hasn't made I – mean, they're a solid three-point shooting team, but they haven't hurt. They haven't made a lot of three-pointers in either one of the first two games. And they've won both. Have they ever been to a Final Four? No, right? Of course not. No, I think the, the last time they were 
they were close was wasn't they made, didn't they make the elite eight when uh Shane one Larkin year was a point guard? Okay, okay. I think that might be their only elite eight, certainly in our lifetime. Yeah, I think so. And uh, but dude, listen, it's a good place to live. It's a nice place to hoop. They got decent uniforms. They got good uh, facilities, and uh, you know, I think I think Larinaga is like a totally legit coach. And I also want to shout out my dog Matt Caputo, whose brother is a uh, an assistant on the on the Miami staff. Coach Caputo nice. down there, yeah, his older brother, my buddy from uh, from college. Uh, so. But I'll also say that um, this has been fucking great, man. Like, uh, for people who are like, oh, I don't pay attention to college, you can parachute in. I mean, listen, I'm a, you and I have followed, we followed college basketball when we were younger and we like stayed aware of it. But I haven't been up to date on shit. And I basically parachuted in this year and have not only had a great time watching the games, but and following, you know, the business and legal and recruiting implication stories around the tournament. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, in Michigan, I mean, listen, dude, there's a lot of bad seating in this. I mean, wouldn't you agree like for them to put Gonzaga up against Memphis, like the year with the Kentucky and Wisconsin, it was like Kentucky underachieved like a motherfucker in the thing. They had to give them the eight seat, but if I'm Gonzaga, I'm fucking fuming, bro. I'm like, don't put fucking, you know, the man responsible for little penny across from me in the second round. Okay. Like this guy had a shoe deal with a fucking animatronic ventriloquist dummy that was literally in a fucking Blackstreet video with Dr. Dre. <laughs> like, don't put him across from me in round two, motherfuckers. Like, and Memphis was 22 and 11, you know? It's not like they were 19 and 15 or something. Yeah, but Home. you also have to remember the, the conference that they come out of isn't, is not the greatest conference. Conference USA? Uh, no, they're the uh, AAC. They're in it. The, no, oh. is it? Is it? So, the, so the AAC is like you. You think it's the ACC, but it's not. No, the I, American I, yeah, Athletic no, Memphis, Conference. Yeah, Mer- Memphis should be in the AAC. Yeah, they, Mary, they came UCS, in third. They came Houston. in third. Yeah, Houston, SMU, Memphis, Temple, Tulane, UCF, Wichita State, Cincinnati. Wow. That's actually kind of fucking deep. I mean, Cincinnati is bad this year, but historic, historically, they've been good. Right. Temple has a lot of history. But uh, they haven't been, they haven't, Temple hasn't been good in a while. They haven't been good since fucking Bill Cosby sent a letter to the Fab Five. Fucking John Cheney shit. But still, I mean, that's, that's better than I thought. I thought I was going to read off like some bullshit. East Carol, even East Carolina is like, you know, a reputable school as far as football is concerned. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it, dude. But also when you're talking about a 10 seed and an 11 seed going against each other, I mean, I think I think that uh, Auburn being a three was fucking ridiculous. I mean, I know they didn't lose a lot of games, but they didn't have anything in the backcourt. Yeah, what but is, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. But, I just, I would love to be in that room one day and just figure out exactly how they, how they do the matchups. Cause I've always, I've always looked at it and this is, I've looked at it like this forever in a day. When you have these late, these late games at the end of the year and then the conference tournaments, the conference tournament games that they, they go down to the wire, like Virginia tech beat Duke, right? I would have put Virginia tech and Duke in the same region to meet in the second round if they both win their first game yeah yeah it's the, the games like that like that's so the coach kind of k has that, coach k has definitely been received treatment his entire career and this year especially i think he has yeah, received absolutely but that's the kind of those are the kind of matchups that people want to see that drum up interest early because let's face it the first two days are uh, somewhat of a snooze fest i mean you do have the one team that comes out yeah. in the first two days that has no business. Yeah, but, St. Peter's. <laughs> yeah, but that but you get that every year. Like, there's always going to be a 14 or a 15 that's going to advance into the second well, round that has no business. The last half decade, we've seen a one fall to a 16. Right. It used to be 15 to 
it only happened a couple times. Now it seems like it happens almost every year. Right. Um, and we had a play in also dude, put the fucking 15s and the 16s in the play in. Why are the 10 and the 11s playing in? I don't understand that. I've hated that. I've hated that, bro, so long because you're kind of getting up on me because now you're hot. You know, I'm coming in cold and you won a game, you know, and a 12 5 has always been a dangerous matchup. And yeah, now that we've seen, you know, a 12 go all the way to the final four, I think it's like a little more ridiculous than ever. But I mean, Dude, I that Memphis Gonzaga game was one of the best games I've seen. Man, I'm trying to think, bro. I mean, that was good, bro, because there was a lot on the line there. You know, you're talking about, dude, if Gonzaga goes out right there, like that changes everything. They're fucked. Yeah. And and you know, Penny Hardaway all of a sudden is like, well, shit, you know, maybe we just go on a run here, and next thing you know, I'm coaching John Morant next year. Right. I mean, how long do you think he stays there? Or do you think he's like a Juwan? Like he'll, he'll stay there. Um, I don't think he has any immediate desire to be an NBA coach, to be quite honest. Cause I still feel like he's young enough to know better. The other thing I like about, uh, like African-American multimillionaires who are former players being head coaches is it kind of just cuts out the middleman. Whereas it's like, dude, I'm Penny Hardaway. Like, I'm worth, like, fucking 80 mil, you know? Yeah. Like, what is it that you need, son? Okay, here's, like, a fucking Toyota. And, like, this is, like, a condominium that, like, I own. Don't, like, have sex parties there, please. Next. Like, that's been the whole problem this whole time. It's, like, you can't, you know, like, if it's just between player and coach... Uh, I like that. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Imani Bates. To be honest, I'm extremely disappointed because this kid looked like he had it all together. Uh, his dad played overseas. He's committed to MSU. He walks away from MSU. He decides to go to Memphis and dude, I saw a video of this kid in an empty gym with someone rebounding for him, Tony, but he made 77 consecutive corner threes. Jesus. He's six, eight. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like that's fucking crazy, bro. But that's how these kids are moving. Like his dad has a whole AAU and he has like four or five teams. He has U19, U17, U15, and U13. It's called Bates Fundamentals. And now he's got Ryan Sidney, who is probably the second best player to ever go through Ann Arbor pioneer who played at, um, do you remember the Boston College? I think they had Mike Jarvis, and it was Ryan Sidney and Troy Bell made a little yes. noise in the tournament. Yeah, that's him. So Sidney's from my town, and he's a, a contractor now, but he played overseas too, and he's coaching for Imani Bates' dad inside of this AAU thing. And also, Imani Bates reclassified, so technically he's like, he has a summer birthday, so he chose to basically skip a grade to go to college. So maybe there was like some immaturity or there was some miscommunication between the dad and Penny Hardaway. But I just was really confused by that. And I guess maybe now he's going to go straight into the league or he's going to transfer because he could transfer with no penalty. Right. Um, I think so. Yeah. That's how it is now. Right. You could just go. And not sit out. Which is how it always should have been. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're six foot nine, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you had a sub 30 vertical. Uh, if you make 77 consecutive corner three pointers, I've got, I've got a job for you at the next level for sure. Like a thousand percent. But I just, it's weird, right? Because he doesn't play any minutes in the thing and, I mean, respect to Penny Hardaway for not coming out and like saying what happened or whatever, but I don't know. It was just, it was just kind of, kind of fucking confusing. But I mean, when is, what's a better game? I mean, I would honestly say maybe Wisconsin, Kentucky was the last game that was as good as that, especially for round two. No. Yeah. 
I would, so that would be it. I, uh, I hate Wisconsin. I'm so glad they lost. I'm so glad Ohio state lost. Mark is not on the pot. He's been slandering the big 10. I mean, what do you think of the conference evaluations overall? If you had to rank them? I mean, SEC clearly no- overrated coming in, right? The SEC. Yeah, because they got the most preferential treatment and they performed the poorest, right? If we had a ratio of performance divided by preferential seeding treatment, I think they've been the poorest, right? Because Kentucky goes out. They lost the two and the three. Yeah. Dude, Kentucky I, lost to St. Peter. I mean, but we can't say we can't say that Kentucky lost to St. Peter's like that yet, because if, if they go on a run. They're going to beat a lot of good schools. St. Peter's is, yeah, they won their their next game. Dude, did you know that's the first, if I told you it's been over 15 years since a New Jersey school was in the Sweet 16, could you remember the most recent one off the top of your head? Just try, because I would never have gotten it. It's been Uh, between 15 and 25 years to give you a time frame. It's been longer than 15, but less than 25. New Jersey... University. Um, is, C- is Seton Hall in Jersey? Tony Orlando, you're a fucking beast. All right, what year? What year? Um, damn. Uh, give me an approximate. That- give me a three-year range. It is Seton Hall for the audience at home. Clap it up for fucking Tony Orlando. That's a fucking pull. Would that have been the year that uh, Terry DeHair was there? Uh, how do you spell that? Uh, the last name is D-E-H-E-R-E. Oh, okay. So it was 1999. And it looks like... Uh, no, Terry. He, was, he was early 90s. He was 89 to 93. Okay, so that so was a that while ago. It wasn't that far back. 99 um, Seton Hall. I forget exactly who it was. But that's fucking madness. A lot of Philly schools have made noise. Yeah. And a few New York ones, but uh, St. Peter's is, uh, where are they located? Do you think Calipari just took a bag? Like the Vatican came to him and they were like, they were like, Coach Cal, we request that you lose the game. And he was like, all right, 15 million, I'll be able to buy 15 recruits, parents, and uh oh they're in jersey oh. city oh so look at this so i just i just looked it up okay that that last jersey team you said would have been 99 right that's that's that was, what i i heard i yeah that's what oh, okay yeah. so tommy tommy amaker was the was the oh. coach and and the coach of st peter's shaheem holloway was one of the players wow wow Dude, there's something to be said for reaching back. I mean, dude, honestly, I'm so, like, as a Michigan fan and someone who just wants Michigan to do shit the right way, who wants us to, like, not be assholes and not cheat and, you know, have players, like, you know, crash vehicles while inebriated on recruiting trips and so on and so forth. (laughs) I can't complain, bro. Sweet 16 and the fucking you know, the playoff tournament in college football. And dude, Juwan, I mean, we talked about it on the last pod. The guy duffed a fucking grad assistant in the fucking forehead. And I mean, that was dangerous, bro. Like, I don't, I, I understand people who are pushing back against the Juwan Howard, like angel halo narrative, but he's not a bad guy, dude. Like he's a really good guy. And I personally believe I have not heard this anywhere, but Juwan sat on the end of that bench for the heat for a few years when he didn't play. And I think that a part of Juwan's value to the heat and to LeBron is that they were the most scrutinized uh, and criticized uh, youth, you know, young black athletes in the history of modern time. I mean, they received death threats in the mail as the fab five. So I think that was valuable to LeBron because LeBron would be like, oh man, they called me LeBum on Twitter. And Juwan would be like, take a seat, son. Let me tell you about how me and my sister used to have to sleep on the floor on the south side of Chicago when there were shootouts to make sure we didn't get hit by a fucking stray bullet. 
like he could put all that in perspective. Like you think it's bad that fucking Clay Travis is taking shots at you, LeBron? Check out this fucking, you know, letter hate mail saying they're going to lynch me from 1993, you know, that was mailed with like a return address. Well, you, you need those guys on those teams to keep the stars grounded. It's, it's, I mean, dude, it's like this, this whole, uh, this whole, uh, nexus of, of everything is turning on its head. You know, I think we're seeing that, you know, with Penny Hardaway and Joan Howard guys are just pushing people out the way and be like, yo man, like, we're not going to have, we're not going to have this anymore. You know, we're not going to have guys, you know, getting railroaded for no reason and so on and so forth. And you know, that part I do, I do like about it. The part that I don't like is that the few superstructure, like deep state coaches that are still lingering like, dude, Coach K needs to get his bird face fuck the fuck out of this shit. Do you think he is really going to go away? Yes. Even if they win? Yes. So how, what I is think, the, go ahead, go ahead. I just, because you got you to gotta remember, it's, he's been, he, I guess he, I would say he tried to hold out as long as he could with not doing the one and dones. What a farce. Continue, please. And it, it, I mean, you can only be so good for so long without getting that one and done talent that I, I think, because what, Zion, was Zion his first? No, no, he had Kyrie, bro. Kyrie played like 11 games for them. Forget the fact that he only played the one year. They started doing it. Maggetti was the first one. I think McGetty kind of did the okie doke on it where he was like, I'm going to stay. And then he just bounced, you know? Yeah. And then it was yeah. like, Oh no, you can't. But, scorn. Did, but did, did, did he know Kyrie wasn't going to be there more than a year? I think that was the first one where it was like, you had a pretty good idea. See, I, I, I feel like he didn't, he wasn't. No, that was a dude, Tony, that was like 2013, bro. 2011, 2012, you know, that was pretty yeah. far. No, that yeah, was pretty that was, far yeah, into that was a while it. back. And that was the first one. And it was weird because remember they said he had a foot injury, but it was kind of rumored that maybe you're right. Maybe there was an okie doke that, that the initial thing Kyrie might've had his fingers crossed behind his back. Is that, if that's what you're kind of saying. And yeah. Then Cause Coach, I don't like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 10 years down the road. Do you trust Kyrie with anything he says right now? I trust Kyrie in that he trusts his advisors and he believes what he believes. I think that his native American stepmom is officially his agent now. And she, you know, she's the only woman of color that represents an NBA player. She's so, actually his agent. Yeah, no, it's like official now. I mean, obviously they probably have, you know, a deep bench of assistants lawyers and so on, you know, but as far as, even if it's just from a figurehead perspective, you, I mean, dude, you know, this is something that you and I stand on opposite sides of. You're not a LeBron guy. I'm, I'm not anti LeBron and I'm pro Kyrie now flat earth. I'm going to just pretend I didn't hear that. Okay. But as far as, you know, the virus genetically, you know, attacking African-American men of color over the age of 50 more violently than it attacks other people. Like, that's a fact, you know, does it sound weird that his, you know, Native American stepmom is his agent? Yeah, but until you hear the statistic that there's no women of color that represent NBA players, that makes you step back and be like, whoa, that superstructure is still really intact to the point that even if he has to be a little bull in a china shoppy about it, Kyrie is determined to, to disrupt this, you know, at the risk of using a fucking buzzword. And dude, he's fucking yeah. good, Tony. He's fucking good, dude. I mean, you're talking about basically like Rod Strickland with Nick Van Exel like on fucking Steve Nash acid. Well, Rod Strickland is the godfather. Yeah, so. and God Sham God. Also, we got a shout out. The father of the modern, uh, I'm just going to carry the basketball crossover and you're not going to call it. <laughs>
but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I've never been a Kyrie fan. I, I feel like he's, aside from the fact that he's a little flaky, which you can always deal with stuff like that if you're playing basketball and the guy's super talented. I just feel like he doesn't want to play basketball. He just does it because he can. Well, it's, it's, we all fall into this, right? Like uh, when I'm at work, I'm DJing, but I, I want you to be my friend, right? I don't want you to approach me like a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like approach me and have a conversation with me. Like that's, you know, it's like, uh, like, you know, like Prince, you know, like you went over to his house and he probably wanted to show you like an oil painting or like his garden, you know? And you're like, dude, I, I'm just trying to get a beat for Vanity Six, you know? And, but you have to go, like, you always have to, you have to handle people like that. Now, is it unfortunate that he hasn't had a spiritual awakening to the point where he could maybe have an ego death and sort of come to terms with it? But a lot of these guys, dude, it happens with like, you know, like, models and stuff you know they'll be like oh this is this christy turlington but don't don't ask her to pose nude the only way you can get to her is if you go through the cooking show type of thing uh but also dude like it's not dude new york is so full of shit you know like it's not easy and Kyrie's from the tri-state bro you know so like this thing that's going on with him dude eric adams is almost like he was built in a lab to be the mayor of new york city He's African-American, former cop, does not live in the city, lives in New Jersey. And members of his transition team were owning partners in that building in the Bronx that blew up and killed seven people two months ago, like two months after he got erected, uh, elected, excuse me. It's almost sounds like a movie villain, right? Yeah. And this is the guy who's telling you, you can sit on the sideline. And, oh, and he's a Knicks fan. <laughs> Sorry. Almost forgot that part. But dude, like, if I were Kyrie Irving, I'd be like, dude, move this shit to the fucking IZOD Center in Newark and let's fucking play ball. Because first of all, they just redid the IZOD Center. It was a total piece of shit for a long time. And also, hey, for everybody who wants to talk all this fucking Brooklyn shit, you know how Barclays fucking got done? A lot of fucking Russian money, bro. Yeah. Mikhail Prokhorov and a lot of fucking Russian money. So like for everybody who's saying that, you know, the Nets are the good guys and Kyrie's the bad guy. Just, you know, whatever, you know, like, I don't know. I'm always going to shoot those guys some bail just because like I'm looking at it through a rose colored lens of the African-American athlete has been attempted to constantly have been suppressed by the NCAA NBA superstructure. I mean, dude, some of these guys, we talk about it in the NFL, like uh, Mike Lombardi. He goes on all these radios talking about uh, Brian Flores interviewing with the Giants, you know, and it's like, that's not the truth. He's just shilling for the NFL. Uh, Jerry Colangelo, great example. The guy gets to just run USA basketball. Meanwhile, his son's wife is on fucking Twitter calling Ben Simmons a coward. <laughs> For not shooting a three. And we still carry him. He still runs USA basketball. Like, who are these? You know, they're like the anonymous bosses of the music industry. You know, you're like, who is like, like, who's the guy at uh, Nike? You know, there's all these. And dude, they're probably cool ass fucking Italian guys who tell you amazing fucking stories. And they're not necessarily like sitting in a room being like, you know, fuck these you know, N-word players, how are we going to, you know, conspire to suppress them? I'm not necessarily suggesting it's like a Bohemian Grove type of thing. But, dude, when you see fucking Tom Izzo, you know, kind of punching a player and shit, you're just like, you just grimace a little bit, you know? You're like, man, <sighs> like... Well, here's the thing, that, that, that New York mandate uh, uh, is going to change fairly soon they keep saying that it, though it's because it's going to start affecting baseball uh do you want to talk about baseball a little bit do you have any more tournament thoughts before um no i mean my uh, my two my two finals teams are still in for the time being who do you um, have i got ucla in arizona and you have zona winning yep if you had to re-predict the rest of the tournament would you still stick with that Yes. Could Arizona though, play Gonzaga um, in the final? It, I think I would change mine. 
It would, yeah, if they played, it'd be in, in the final. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that Nova will lose to Arizona if I had to repredict. I didn't realize they were 32 and three, bro. That's a pretty fucking good regular season. Yeah, that's an amazing for them. That's fantastic. But you're right, dude. I agree. The conference tournaments have fucked shit up. I don't like, I don't even really like the conference championship game in football that much, you know? Like, I think it does fuck things up because you also now have two automatic bids. Tony's the regular season champ, but I'm the tourney champ. So you have to let us both in like, and how there's a double standard where if you're a lower conference, now we have to choose between the regular season winner or the tournament winner. Whereas they should either both be valid or both be invalid. Correct. Uh, But yeah, I, uh, I, I think Gonzaga is going to get it done. And, uh, but I think Coach K might go all the way to the end because I think he's going to get that much preferential treatment. And I think we're going to end up with Duke Carolina because uh, they got to make some money back, right? I mean, let's be honest. They got to make some money back. This is basically their first tournament in three years. Well, because Duke, Duke plays Texas Tech. And then if they, if they beat Texas Tech, they would get the winner of Gonzaga and Arkansas. Oh, would they? Oh, okay, okay. So they would play so, Carolina further down. They'd have to knock Gonzaga off. Yeah, because uh, UNC come UNC plays UCLA, and then Purdue plays St. Peter's, and then those two winners face off. Good on you for having the bracket in front of you. What's the deal with Purdue? Because I'm Big Ten, and I didn't really know. Like, I heard they were good, you know? But, like, are they, like, really good? They're good. Um, if I'm not mistaken, is that is that the team that oh, I can't remember his name, but he's very John Morant looking ish. Okay, he has a very similar. If I, I, I'm pretty sure that's it's Purdue, because um, I watched highlights and I was like, man, he looks. His game is exact. He looks like him, and his game is exactly like John Morant. You know who Jaw's starting to remind me of a little bit? Uh, Mike Jordan. Mm. Not Michael Jordan, not 1998 Michael Jordan, but 1986 Mike Jordan. I mean, dude, he's only an inch shorter than Mike. Yeah, no, and uh, but but here's the thing: is good shooter, not a great shooter. Sorry, go ahead. Right, right, and that's what I was gonna say. Is he's he's still? I feel like he he hit his best basketball growth spurt late. He might not be done. Dude. I grew till I was 27. No, no, I don't, I don't mean like, Oh, skill like, wise. I, yeah. I feel like, cause you got to remember he, him and Zion. And there was another kid that all played on the same AAU team. Dude. I'll and, never forget. I called WFAN overnight and I told Tony page, I said, I think the Knicks just need to trade whatever they need to do to go from three to two. And he was like, and RJ Barrett is a nice player, but Ja, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, and, but that, that's what I was gonna say is like they they all I forgot who the third guy was, but they all played on the same AAU team. Zion got all the big name big names college offers, and the John Morant did, he didn't get anything. He went to Murray State, which is, I mean, what is Murray State? They're a mid major, but are they also kind of historically black? Uh, I don't even really know. I feel I'm like not, they're kind of black. In a good way. Like that's not to sorry for anyone if that sounded weird. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if they've been predominantly Murray, in Kentucky, that Callaway. All right. Ohio Valley. I just like the only other person who kind of reminded me of Mike was Durant when he was younger. But Durant's too tall, you know? Like, dude, some of those dunks. Like we haven't even Vince Carter, dude. It was like kind of a slower and more graceful elevation. Ja has like, dude, Mike used to bring the violence with the dunk. Like it was like, this is not just like I'm flushing the basketball through the rim. This is like, if the rim wasn't there, like I'd probably be fucking flying into the fucking crowd. Like Ja's. Yeah, I feel like Jaws got a little bit of Westbrook to him. Okay, but he's, he's a, a much, much better passer. Much better. Uh, I don't know if he's a much better passer. 
He's better in the sense that he's more responsible and he gives people more. No, he is, dude. I mean, Westbrook is a great passer, but he doesn't look to pass enough, in my opinion. Sorry, go. But he's a much better shooter at this point in time. That's for sure. How sad is it that Russ, like, I just want to sit Russ down and feed him some acid and be like, dude, just work on your jumper a little, man. But it's, it's too late. Is it? I don't think it's ever too late, dude. Like, I uh, fucking, dude, I walked on to a Division three fucking team at the age of 24, bro. I was sitting on the end of the bench. And it was only because the best player on the team liked me a lot. And we basically played, we were in the gym together nine hours a day, every single day. But I was fueling my workouts with Adderall and cocaine. However, I was crushing three-point shots. Now, if you threw it to me, did I have a slow fucking release? Yes. Were there only one or two ways that I could gather and shoot it? Yes. And it wasn't until the end, right before I got expelled from the top of the key, I started to get that next level. Not, you know how some guys, they shoot like Calbert Chaney, right? Like a straight (laughs) line. Yeah. Like that was kind of my jump shot, right? And then I discovered that I could let it go like up, you know, and I started only from the top of the key though. Could I do that? And then I got expelled, but I, Warren had me working on shit. He's like, bro, everybody's going to see that you go through the legs with the right gather with the left and put it up that way. You know, once that gets out, you're going to, you have to develop another way, you know, like uh, it might be a scouting thing where Russ can shoot, but there's only, he's limited in the, the ways he can gather and his release is just so slow, but I don't know, man. It it just looks like a little bit of ego hubris and laziness that he just needs to work on his jumper. I've just, I've just watched him too long. I'm I'm a huge Westbrook fan. Me too. But I've watched him too long and I, and I, and I see the motions and I I say it's too late because if he, if he really cared enough to have a jump shot, he would have one already. We're looking at 13 years in. This is not somebody that just came in three, six years ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like with John Morant, John Morant's been in the league for three years. His, his shooting has consistently gotten better over the last three years. And he feels more confident in his shots and taking them. Maybe. I've watched Westbrook since the yeah. beginning. Yeah. He takes, he's always taking shots that he has no business taking. That's the other problem is the all. selection. Yeah. It's always been like that. When he was with OKC, it was like that. When, when Kevin Durant left, it was like that. There was a, was it the, I don't know if it was the last couple games of the year or it might've been, it was the last couple games of the year. Went right after Durant left, they played Phoenix, they played Portland. They played like, it was, they played a bunch of playoff teams going into the playoffs and he was taking all these crazy shots. And I'm like, dude, just pass the ball. But he wanted to be the guy and he's that he's got that alpha mentality and nobody's going to talk him off that ledge. And that's the problem. And that's what we discussed when the trade went down. That's what we discussed. It wasn't it, that dynamic was never going to work because as much as people don't want to admit it, him and LeBron play a similar style of basketball. LeBron just gets better shots off, but the style of basketball that they play is identical. It's always me centric. I need the ball in my hands. I can't play off the ball because I get lost. I have to have the ball in my hands to be creative. I have to have the ball in my hands to get other people involved. I have to have the ball in my hands to be severely productive. So Maybe this having, is, yeah. Having go, those go, go, two go. dudes play together was that was never going to work. Unless, on top of that, yeah. On top of that, Russell is never going to take a backseat to anybody. So I don't know who in the Lakers organization thought that that concept was ever going to work that he would take a backseat. He's not. He's not going to take a backseat, and that's the problem. You can get like, you know, LeBron went to Dwayne went to Miami and played with, on Dwayne Wade's Miami Heat team and they got Chris Bosh, but LeBron was the dominant one. Then he goes back to Cleveland to play with Kyrie and, and Tristan Thompson and all of them. And he was the dominant one. And he goes to LA and he, or he goes, you know, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he's always been the dominant one, but he's also played with a bunch of guys that don't, they're not well, out. The first Chris, year in Miami, he waited for Wade to hand him the keys in the off season. So maybe this off season, LeBron gives Russ the acid with AD in the backyard with Rob Palenka. Maybe Kurt Rambis is rolling up. And they're like, bro, we need you 
to get in with Drew Hanlon and shoot a thousand jumpers a day. And we need you to run these rip Hamilton baseline cut schemes. And he's I not going to be there next year. I don't know where he's going to go. He's gone. He's at, he's definitely gone because here's the thing. And I, and I, Who's I catch take him. Here's what There's I think. A- they should have traded him to the Knicks for Kemba. They should. That's what I would have done. You know, but he, but here's the thing. There's still a possibility that could happen. Yeah. Well, there's also still a possibility that Anthony Davis comes back and the Lakers play like Utah in the first round. And we look up and, you know, it's 3-2 going back to L.A. for game six. Yeah, yeah but I don't, I don't see them even making it out of the plane. I don't know. They looked pretty good against Cleveland tonight. Did you see LeBron that's, on Kevin Love? But that's Cleveland. I Cleveland, what is Jaron Allen not playing, right? That's the he's no, not he's out. No, I think we can't. I don't think we can play say that's Cleveland anymore. But you're right. If Jared Allen's not there, no, because it's Kevin Love and Laurie Markkinen and Evan Mobley are not. You know, Jared Allen's a certified paint protector, rim protector, uh, defensive anchor. But, but that's the thing is that that Laker team in the Eastern Conference would probably be a force. I think that if Anthony Davis is healthy, and I'm starting Russ. Carmelo, Ariza, LeBron, and AD, and everybody's healthy going against Utah, I would still take the Lakers. And especially if I have Carmelo coming off the bench and I have Austin Reeves coming off the bench, who's kind of decent. And, uh, you know, I don't mind THT. Now, the question is, LeBron has to decide, do you want to take that gamble? Because you're right, it's not a sure thing. I'm not saying they're going to smoke Utah. But uh, LeBron has to say, do I roll the dice and do that? Or do we just tank the shit and get Vogel out and take Quinn Snyder away from Utah in the offseason and take Sam Presti away from OKC in the offseason? And there's a power struggle going on, you know? I think that Jeannie put her foot down. Le- LeBron wanted to make the Westbrook trade back to Houston. And they said Jeannie called Magic. And she was basically like, no, nah, LeBron has to chill, you know? Like Magic's the only one who can tell LeBron to chill. Maybe LeBron's the only one who can tell Westbrook to chill. I, I don't. I, again, on on paper, uh, when the trade went down, I I knew that wasn't going to work. You already know LeBron's. I mean, yeah, he's putting up big points, but he's putting up big. He's points leading like, the league in scoring. Yeah, he, but he's he could he could. I'm not a fan of his, but we know he could do that every year. The problem is, is there's nobody up. There's nobody else on that team. Well, the problem is Anthony Davis has been out for fucking more than half the fucking season. That's the problem. You know, like that is the problem. But but everybody says that, but they weren't that good last year. And he, he, no, they're pretty good. I think if AD was in, there would have been a seven game series with Phoenix. And Phoenix basically choked the finals away. So I, it's very, very tenuous. It's almost amazing. It's, I've never seen a situation where a player, you know, with Jordan, he was fighting to keep the Wizards in. With LeBron, it's almost like choose your own adventure, you know? It's like go to page 368 and you can roll the dice with AD coming off of a fucking injury against the Jazz. And go to this page and you can just tank the fucking season and try to get Palenka. So, so what are you saying? We're looking at Milwaukee and who? Phoenix rematch? Steph's hurt now. I don't know what to make a Golden State. Uh, yeah, if, if Curry if Curry doesn't come back healthy, well, he's going to come back. But how? That's always been the problem, right? The ankles. That was the problem yeah. in twenty sixteen. Uh, like, and Clay just came back, and Draymond's been in and out. Now, dude, if Golden State was one hundred percent, I'd like them. Their problem is actually they have too many guys because they have Poole, they have Kaminga. They have Draymond, they have Clay, they have Steph, they have Looney, and they've got motherfucking Wiseman, and they've got Otto fucking Porter, and they've got Gary Payton Jr. Like they almost have. Yeah, but two. there's no, there's no rim protector. There's so, no. I think the secret is they're going to go small with Kaminga. I mean, Kaminga, Draymond, Steph, they get Clay. They got to do. They got to do something. Andre. That, Igwid- and they have Iguodala. Yeah, but it, Iggy's... I think, I think Iguodala's more there for Kaminga. I think that's why they brought him back. They've, they're very similar in body type. Yeah, Iggy hasn't that. jumped like that about 20 years. But yeah, I mean, dude, Kaminga... Well, no, he, was, he was on a Sixers. He was 
he was jumping through the roof. But, is Wiseman yeah. in the NBA in five years? I don't think so. I think he will be, though, dude, because, dude, fucking think about it. What's his name? Kwame Brown played for 12 years, you know? Yeah, but Kwame, Kwame Brown's tough. James Wiseman is not tough. He's interesting. Memphis guy. So, so who do you see coming out of the West then? You're writing off Golden State. You're writing off the Lakers. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to write off Golden State. It depends how, how Curry looks when he comes back. I mean, he's so you got favor them if he's healthy. Who would you have second? Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's between them and Phoenix. To be quite honest, I don't see. I mean, I don't think I think Memphis is a year early. Oh no, uh, no, Memphis is not ready. No, but here's the thing: if they catch if they catch a couple people sleeping, yeah, they, they can, can make in, some they can make some noise. They're not going know, to the finals. They're Utah, damn sure not winning the finals. Utah, I mean. Stop. They lost. They they lost Joe Ingles, so that hurts. I'd like Denver the second most. If is when's Murray coming back? Is I, he coming I, back? I almost I almost don't even fucking care. But yeah, Murray's supposed to come back. You see, Paul George cleared for five on five. But they're not doing uh, anything. Ah, not without Kawhi. What about dude Ben Simmons' uh, herniated disc? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia knew what they were doing. Dude, right that's now, right? a razzle dazzle. At least he's gone for this year, right? So Philadelphia is all obviously. They haven't ruled him out for the year, though. They're, yeah, they're, but it pretty much looks like he's probably not going to play. No, I think he's. I think he's done for the year. And when they made the trade, I told I told y'all he wasn't going to play at all anyway. So that's a good deal for Philly because they say, look, at least this year we know it's us in Milwaukee. We know Brooklyn's out of the picture. They're what? not going. Yeah, we have at least this one year where we have a coin flip series against Milwaukee. And if we win, we'll probably be favored against whoever comes out of the West. Do you think that the Sixers are legitimate, or do you think that the bench is so weak that they're just going to get buried when Embiid is off the floor? Um, I th- I think they they've got a shot as long as as long as Embiid is healthy and Harden is healthy. Those two guys offensively are the best. Inside outside combo we've seen in a long time. Pretty good, you know. And the fact that they didn't have to get rid they didn't have to get rid of Matisse Tybel because he's yeah. really their only perimeter defender. Yeah, I mean Maxi has effort, but yeah, uh, Tybel is a guy who he's not going to like lock up John ja Morant by himself for an entire game. But like he's he's definitely like you can sick him on somebody and he's going to take the assignment seriously and execute. And that's what Harden has always needed. You know, he's always needed those junkyard dogs guys around him. Uh, I think, dude, I think the biggest handicap for them is doc, to be honest. Like I think that, and Tobias dude, like the fact that Tobias makes so much money, like, but, Talent and fit wise, he probably should just come off the bench. And they 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 outbid themselves when they gave him that contract. Well, they made a trade, right? And then they extended him immediately. Or uh, he already had it. No, I think I you're right. Yeah, I think no, it was, they, it was after he got there. Yeah, but it might have been but, right away. But it was I mean, it was a similar situation like when Orlando signed Richard Lewis. They weren't bidding against anybody, they outbid themselves. Nobody was gonna pay him that much money. Still a great signing though. Oh, nine magic. One of the best teams not to win the championship. Like in my lifetime, I would probably have them behind the Oh one Kings as like the best NBA team, not to win a chip that I've seen. I guess <laughs> I 97, 97 Sonics were pretty good too. I think that's probably the best team that's never won a title. Yeah. Detlef. Oh my God. Yeah. Ricky Pierce. Ooh. Talk to him. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Nate McMillan. Oh, that's a fucking six man rotation right there. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. so make a prediction. I'm going, I think it's going to be Philadelphia and the Lakers in the finals. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think AD comes back. I think LeBron has put like $5 million on the Lakers, maybe even more. 
uh, I think he's running a razzle dazzle game and he's going to let it go all the way to the edge. And then they're going to bring AD back and they're going to catch everybody sleeping. Steph's not going to be healthy. The Clippers aren't back. Denver doesn't have Porter. Utah is fucking made a silly putty. Memphis isn't ready. And I think they waltz into the finals and, uh, I think Philly finds a way to get it done this year. Fuck it. That's my prediction. What do you got? Uh, I don't believe in the Lakers at all. Uh, I don't think they have enough firepower, like I said, to even get out of the playing game, let alone make a run. I mean, there would have to be a lot of guys on, on those Western Conference rosters getting hurt. Like, Phoenix would have to lose Paul and Booker. Memphis would have to lose John and, like, Brandon Clark. Like, they're not going to waltz through any of these teams. These teams know who they are. All they have to do is let LeBron get his points, like everybody's been doing the last couple weeks, and just put pressure on Russ. And Russ is going to break because he's going to try to take those shots that he shouldn't be taking. So I don't, I don't trust them at all. I'll take Golden State if Curry comes back healthy. Otherwise, it's going to probably be Phoenix. And I'm taking the Bucks on the other side. Milwaukee to repeat. Believe, I don't. I still don't believe in Miami. I, I think Miami is one of those teams that they're going to be really good in the regular season, and that's it. Uh, and like I, and like I said before, this is. I think the Bucks know. That this is that their window is open for a while, because everybody else in the East is making big roster changes all the time. Where they've kind of had a, a consistent core in Milwaukee, and they they they've got a two three year window where it could be them in the finals for the next two to three years. Boston's point differential is six point four. It's the second highest point differential behind uh, Phoenix at 8.4. Oh, no, excuse me, Utah 6.6. But mo- the majority of that's come in the last month and a half. Because Boston looks amazing. But at the same time, you're, you're really dependent on those two guys. And if you can shut one of those two guys down, you're, you're pretty good. Well, Tatum also takes a lot of bad shots. I mean, that's I think it's Jad Russ never just gets injured. So you think Milwaukee repeats? I, I do. I think they have, I, I, like I said, I, like I was going to say, I think they, they know what their window is and they're not, they're not trying to fight for first place in the conference. They did that. And it well, they're only two and they, a half out anyway. I mean, right. But I, I don't think they care because they won. Remember two years ago when they went to the, <clears throat> excuse me, when they were in the bubble, they were the first seed and Miami mopped the floor with them. Yeah. So they realize that they don't need to be the first seed. They showed that when they played uh, the Nets last year. They don't have to. They don't have to win all the home. They don't have to play at home and win all the home games all the time. They're very comfortable with who they are. I love the pickups, dude. Them signing Grace and Allen was like such a fucking. I was like, dude, that's so weird. Giannis likes Grayson, you know. He's but like, but he does. The guy's my height. He gives a shit on defense. He's a pain in the fucking dick. But what, PJ Tucker? Tucker? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, PJ is so far down the road, man. I mean, I love him to death, but dude, like, yeah. No, but when man. you need when you need a guy when you need a guy to clamp down on defense and guard the other team's best scorer, that's who do they have now? They don't have that guy. They have Connaughton. They have Grayson. They have Giannis. They have uh, Bobby Portis. But we know what Bobby Portis is going to do. He's going to disappear, and then he's going to show up big in a playoff game. And everybody loves him again. But uh, as far as a lockdown defender, they don't have a lockdown defender. That's what Tucker was. And Tuck, the fact that Tucker, I mean, I wouldn't put him to play the five, but in Houston, he was playing the five at, um, on some nights. Oh, Giannis is going to play it this year. Bobby played the four. But they did trade for Sergi Baca, so that helps. Yeah, that was interesting, right? Well, they wanted a they wanted a, a real shot blocker in there, and that's I mean, that's gonna that's gonna cut cut Giannis some slack on defense. Yeah, you're right. They're they're probably they're probably the ones who should win it, and I would love to see it. Who do you have MVP? Real quick before we go, man, I think it's it's between Jokic and Embiid. Whoever has got to be a, Embiid, right? A, I've got a better four week stretch. I've got. There's only ten games left. Uh. 
I've I've got a I've got a CMB dude. I've got Jokic fatigue. <laughs> I've got Jokic fatigue. I can't fucking. I, I, I would I would say it's Embiid's, but for them to do what they want to do, I think Harden's going to have to take over too much the next couple weeks, and that may take away votes from Embiid. Yeah, I think uh, if they hadn't traded for Harden, he would have. Uh, he oh, would have away with it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was tough. All right. Well, look, we'll try to get this thing out and we will, uh, we will be back, you know, after the tournament, after the next round and, uh, we'll see who walks away with the, uh, with the bragging rights in this bracket challenge. Yes, we will. I appreciate I'm, it. Tony. I'm pretty sure Good nobody job, has St. Peter. So no, fuck. No, I think they said <laughs> out of like 3 million brackets, there were only seven like that had St. Peter's, which is I'm, probably I'm, just someone running a quantif algorithm, right? Or Where like have seven a bunch of the bets. players did packets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pulled a Calvin Ridley. <laughs> That's incredible. All right. SC DJ PJ DJ. We out uh, talking to you for Orlando. Good looking buddy. Good job. Yes, sir. Do it All again. Right. Peace, man. Got the Lambo, got the Tesla, in the Florida, mommy twerking on me. Got the Lambo, got the Tesla, in the Florida, mommy twerking on me. Australian coral reefs, mommy twerking on me. Sydney Opera House lease, that fan drops out me. Bank deposit all G's, infrared in that beat. Who make a martyr out me? I take the charters out deep. Don't make tomorrow our peak. If I say she borrow my keys, if I say she borrow my keys, she look like Emily Radikowski. Sonny Bono on skis. Promo runs are not cheap. Mommy hair when she Molly got her tongue in her cheek. She don't know my name, A Keys. Bitch, I run AC. Chain froze AC. Make green like AC. Boca Chica Key. Post a Rican leaf. Post a vegan recipe. And then she back to sex in me. Haters playing both sides. I don't need no cosign. Ball like MJ45. My streaming data for night. Hundreds hands on my fourth flight. My land black, my Porsche white. Yo, bitch, let me know. I can fuck what she left on her Porsche light. Bentley truck, no keys. Rat, no ID. Bezlet, shiny. Tim Duncan, five rings. Got the Lambo. Got the Tesla. In the Florida. Mommy twerking on me. Australian coral reefs. Mommy twerking on me. Sydney Opera House lease. That fan drop is out me. And we up in the zone Got the keys to the crib And ain't nobody home So relax your mind Let your conscience be free You're now rolling with the boy H-U-S-T V-I-P Up at K-O-D On my gorilla pimp shit Like it's my J-O-B Opalaka Hialeah In that Range Rover Haters really thought That they could lowball me Till I pulled a Battle Harbor In the Cobalt Re And when I say re I don't mean re-re I mean that F-50, that Ferrari I be playing bitches like it's Atari Let the shoddy reload like a Safari Met mommy in the club, she was Qatari Got the Lambo, got the Tesla In the Florida, mommy twerking on me Australian Coral Reefs, mommy twerking on me Sydney Opera House lease, that fan drop is out me Got the Lambo, got the Tesla In the Florida, mommy twerking on me Australian Coral Reefs, mommy twerking on me. Sydney Opera House lease, that fan drops out me.